Welcome to the world of the multi-passionate mind. You already know what a wonderfully weird and extraordinary place this is to live. Now imagine that you can easily decide where to aim your focus and trust yourself enough to finish what you start. Maybe you want to build a business that encompasses everything you love under one umbrella. Or maybe you just want the time freedom to finally start crossing things off your bucket list. I'm your personal hype woman, Jenny O'Connor, and I'm going to show you how to do it all like a boss. If you're an ambitious creative who's ready to make an impact, hit that subscribe button because we are the multi-passionate community that is going to change the world. If growing an audience on social media feels like a slog and you're convinced there has to be a better way, there is. It's email. For every dollar invested in email marketing, you get an average of $42 back. Plus, email reaches an average of 79% of the people you send it to. Instagram, 13.5. Ugh. But a lot of entrepreneurs aren't leveraging this awesome way to grow an engaged audience because they think writing emails is too time-consuming or that they're not good at storytelling. If you've ever thought that yourself, my free guide, Write Better Emails the Easy Way, will change the game and help you craft memorable, money-making newsletters in just minutes a week. Get it now at JennyO'Connor.com forward slash email. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 71. I'm Jenny, and I help multi-passionate creatives like you kick overwhelm to the curb so you can fit all of your shiny objects into a life and business you love. So I'm going to express an unpopular opinion in today's episode. Lately, I've been noticing a mass exodus off of Instagram. I feel like it's been that way for a while now on Facebook, which has essentially become pay to play. So like if you are not running paid ads, virtually no one is seeing your stuff. If you have a business page, that's kind of what sent me to Instagram in the first place. And admittedly, I am a late bloomer. I only have 400 plus posts on there. But if you've been on Instagram, you've probably noticed yourself a lot of wackiness with the constant algorithm changes not least of which is the fact that static photos have become virtually invisible, unless they're selfies, usually, and that all you do see nowadays are reels. So BuzzFeed published a lengthy article in February of this year about several major influencers who decided to move their businesses off of Instagram for reasons ranging from platform-induced brain fog to burnout caused by Instagram's unsustainable content creation demands. So even the people whose incomes are largely from sales and brand deals on Insta, even those guys are spent. They feel chained to the platform and they have no time to pursue other revenue streams. So naturally, the ROI is worse for us, the little guys, who are just trying to gain traction in the first place. Backbreaking real making 24-7 for literally no return on investment. My number one dream guest for this podcast, I told you about getting her to agree to an interview in episode 69 and stay tuned for that awesome interview coming very, very soon. She recently wrote in her newsletter, Someday you will die super pissed off that you spent your entire life worrying about creating 15 second videos that meant nothing to you instead of creating a body of work that did here fucking here. 
So as I've watched more of the people I follow bid Insta goodbye or cut back severely, I've had more and more brainstorming sessions with my entrepreneur pals about what we should be focusing on instead. And that is why I created today's episode to share my, our best advice regarding how to grow an audience organically on the cheap with any of you who might be feeling like you want to jump ship on the metaverse. Now, a little disclaimer here. I still personally do post on Instagram in two instances when I have something to share and the process feels good to me, like I made something artistic and I just want to share it with you guys. Or when I'm promoting an interview for the podcast, I feel like I owe it to my guests who grace me with their presence and their knowledge and their experience for sometimes an hour to promote that episode in as many places as I can get eyeballs on as possible. But that brings me to tip number one, strategic repurposing. I am already posting interview snippets on LinkedIn, a platform that I do like and will speak to in a minute. So it doesn't take any extra effort then to also post those same video snippets on Instagram. As we dive deeper into content creation in upcoming episodes, you're going to hear me say this over and over and over again, repurpose, repurpose, repurpose everything. So for each of the tips for organic growth that I'm about to give you, I'm going to relate it back to how you can be repurposing the same content in each instance. I'm all about you guys working smarter and not harder because that is what I am doing for myself these days. So for starters, you need an email list. Whether you sell services or products, this is the best way to create a loyal and sustainable audience. You own your list. You won't lose it if meta goes down for the day and they can never take it from you. I've heard talk to so many people who have had their account shut down inexplicably for no reason and then have had to wait days and sometimes weeks to get it reinstated. And in the meantime, you don't have access to any of those people at all. And that's if they even do reinstate it. And you'd never really know, like there doesn't seem to be anyone on the other end of the customer service for Meta. So Email list is the way to go because then you can rest easy and know that all of those people will be in your audience forever. So one of the best ways to build your email list is by creating a free offer or a series of free offers, also known as lead magnets, in exchange for that person giving you their email address. So I use ConvertKit for this and I send my newsletter with it and I create landing pages for my lead magnets. And if you sign up, at jennyoconnor.com forward slash convert kit, you will get two weeks, 14 days for free to explore the platform. And I cannot recommend convert kit highly enough. I think it's super intuitive and user-friendly. And the best part about it is that if you get to a point where something is confusing and you don't understand how to do what you need to get done, their customer service is impeccable. They, I believe, state somewhere on the site that they have like, it may take 24 hours to respond, but that has never been the case. It's usually an hour, maybe a couple of hours at most. They're super, super friendly. If they can't answer your question, and I've asked them really complicated questions before, they can, they will elevate it to a higher level of tech support and you will get the answer you need every single time. There, none of the tech platforms that I use for my business are as good at this as ConvertKit is. 
And what's really great about them is that they're constantly adding new features. So they're creating a super robust platform, which means that you won't have to pay for a bunch of different tech services and like piecemeal something together using Zapier and just complicating your life unnecessarily. ConvertKit is going to do so much of what you need for you. So I cannot recommend them highly enough. I'm going to do an episode in a few weeks containing everything you will ever need to know about lead magnets, including where to advertise them once they're built out. Cause I know that that is one of the things that trips up a lot of people. They're like, okay, I have a lead magnet. Now, where do I put it? So if you want to know more about this topic, stay tuned for that. It'll be sometime in like the next four episodes, but for now, in case you've never heard of a lead magnet before, or you would really just like some examples, I'll give you a couple here. You could, for example, record a free meditation or some other kind of audio recording and offer that to your audience. You could create some journal prompts, maybe around a topic like limiting beliefs or manifestation. You could create an ebook. But remember, in today's TLDR, which is too long, didn't read for those of you that don't know, in today's culture, Everyone has a short attention span, so a really, really long ebook, like more than a few pages, it's probably not going to be a super compelling reason for people to give you their email address. People really like when it comes to lead magnets, something that's skimmable and that offers them a really quick win. Probably one of the most effective forms of a lead magnet is a mini course or a free workshop. And then you can even have that kind of funnel into your top tier offer. But if you don't have an offer yet and you have no idea what you're going to create, that doesn't matter. You can just offer a mini course on a quick win that, you know, someone can watch in 20 minutes and then apply immediately and get that win. And that is a very compelling reason to give you their email address in exchange. So once you have started your email list, send out a newsletter. I know a lot of people have ConvertKit, but aren't actively doing this. And if you're going to do it, you should do it at a regular clip. So I would say monthly at a minimum, twice monthly is good, or even weekly. And use storytelling. So I've always enjoyed teaching people things, but for a very long time, I sort of just talked at my audience and told them, for example, how to be better at meditating or how to tap dopamine in their brains so that they could feel happier. And I discovered when I started using storytelling, how much more often my newsletter emails got opened because I think that people just enjoy that component, that like relatability of a story so much more than being sort of told what to do. Stories have been used throughout time to communicate lessons about survival and rules of social propriety. Think of Greek myths and of course the ever familiar hero's journey in stories like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Neuroscience has discovered that the ancestral knowledge these stories communicate is virtually wired into our brains. So that's the reason that narratives like this catch and hold our attention way more than a regurgitation of 
data. And they also stay in our memories much longer than, than hard facts do. And they inspire us to take action much more so than a list of facts ever would. So I plan to do an episode in the near future about selling your brand, the essence of you via storytelling. And I think I'm going to call it story selling. Ha ha. So clever. Stick around for that one as well. If you are going to the trouble of writing a newsletter on a consistent basis, make it a blog. It seems silly to me, and I know that there are creators out there doing this who write newsletter pieces, but then they don't live anywhere on their website. Why? Why not? So this is my invitation to you to repurpose that newsletter content into blog posts that live somewhere until the end of time. Or perhaps you've done the opposite. Maybe you've been writing a blog for a while, but you haven't actually devoted any energy into a newsletter. Can you take those old posts and repurpose them into new, fresh newsletter content? Because here's the thing. Don't start from scratch. Don't reinvent the wheel. I found that I had 30 posts living on my website and I was like, oh my God, I don't have to start from ground zero here when it comes to writing a more consistent newsletter. And so I urge you to do the same. Now, a lot of people say that blogging is dead. But if that were true, why do so many podcasters go to the effort of turning their show notes into blog content? It's just not true. If you feel like newsletters are important, but doubt the purpose of a blog, then just think of it this way. You are flushing out your site with reading material that positions you as an expert. Even if people don't ultimately read it, if you have 30, 60, lots and lots, doesn't matter the number of, of articles that shows a degree of expertise. You've done the research, you have an opinion on this subject. So use these blog posts to establish expertise, but also they're really great places to share your lead magnets. Every single one of those posts is a place where your lead magnet can live. So like they read halfway down the post and then there's a little pop-up box that encourages them to sign up for your newsletter. And you can include affiliate links in these blog posts as well, which will help you generate passive income. So all of these are good reasons to have a blog that don't require any extra effort. If you're already creating a newsletter, just slap the blog post up on your website, include affiliate links, include your lead magnet, and you're golden. And then as long as you're writing a newsletter, why not also publish it on LinkedIn? You can create a, a newsletter on LinkedIn as yourself or as a business page. And you have to do a couple things in order to make this happen. You have to turn on creator mode in LinkedIn, and you do have to meet certain criteria one of which is an audience base of more than 150 uh, followers or connections. And then you also have to have recent shares of any type of original content. And I don't, I don't know how much that entails, but basically LinkedIn wants to see that you have experience creating content for the platform and a history of abiding by the community policies. So if you don't have a presence on LinkedIn, create one, just start interacting, post Try once a week and get yourself up to 150 connections. And then you can repurpose that same newsletter that you're sending out to your email list on LinkedIn as well. Why not? It's like five extra minutes of effort. Now I get 
that LinkedIn is very different from Instagram and it's not for every single person out there's audience. It is not the place to post reels of you dancing. Obviously, (laughs) even my solo reels, um, where like if I do a solo episode, I've been making separate reels that aren't just video clips of the, the podcast episode where I share tips and tricks. Those still have more of a place on Instagram than on LinkedIn. So I don't often repurpose those. That for me is sort of a case by case basis. Some of them work. Most of them, I don't feel like they really do. And so if you fall into this category and you know that your people aren't on LinkedIn Find out where your followers are hanging out besides Instagram and go be there. And then you can repurpose your content for that platform onto Instagram. Like make your Pinterest post, also slap it onto Instagram, takes an extra five minutes. I know it might be hard for some of you listening to know where your people are. So my followers are people who are multi-passionate, obviously, I've been focusing on Instagram because I assumed multi-passionate meant creative and creative meant more likely to be on a platform that was all about beautiful images. But I realized recently that I've been thinking too small. Jorge Geraldo, for example, from episode 20's discussion about overwhelm, he used to work for Google. So he's on LinkedIn more than anywhere else. I, I don't actually think he's even on Instagram. And Angela Mulrooney from episode 56, where we talked about brand archetypes, says all of her clients, like 100%, come from LinkedIn. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Dream Job Academy. Does your job bum you out? Do you long to feel excited to spring out of bed in the morning and energized to tackle work you adore? We all deserve to feel like this. Our time on this planet is short. Shouldn't we all spend it doing the thing that makes us forget to eat and pee? But wait, you say, I'm multi-passionate. I have no idea which of my million passions is the right one to make a business out of. That's exactly why I created the Dream Job Academy. Put your million and one passions through my signature Dream Job distiller framework and you'll get back $1 million idea. Plus you'll walk away with a 30 day action plan and a foolproof system for creating the next one when it's time to add another passion to your portfolio. If you're ready to love what you do so much that you never work a day in your life, snag the dream job Academy self-study course at jennyoconnorcom forward slash dream. But some of you might experience success on Pinterest or Find that your people love the video content that's featured on YouTube. The point is, if you can go to where your audience is and not have to deal with the shenanigans a la the metaverse, do it. And then just repurpose your stuff for Instagram if that's easy to do or outsource that. It's super simple to take a clip from YouTube and give it to a video editor and have them just like pop it on Instagram for you. Another option for gaining visibility is to write articles for online publications. So medium.com is one place where you can do this. And the good thing about writing for medium is that you can write about anything you want. So there are a lot of people that have business websites, but then they just go to medium to write about whatever their heart desires. And for multi-passionates, that's super appealing. So it doesn't necessarily have to be related to whatever it is that your website is about. And what's cool is you can point people back to your business website while you're there. You know, you could write 
you could put a snippet of your novel on there and then say, if you want to learn more about me, go to my coaching website, et cetera, et cetera. You can also position yourself as an expert in your chosen niche on Medium because you will share content and possibly get thousands of potential views within a couple of days. That's what the platform does. It pushes your content out to get a lot of eyeballs on it. You can also grow an audience on that platform and even earn money. At some point, and I'm not entirely sure how it works because I'm fairly new on the platform, you start to get paid for the number of views that your content brings in. And you, you have to work a little bit to create a platform, to create an audience, I'm sorry, there as well. But hey, it's some more passive income for you. Now, if you were to pitch to a well-known publication, the Huffington Post, for example, you would get paid a lot more than you will ever get paid on Medium for one individual article, obviously. But the risk is they might not accept your pitch. They might not want anything to do with it. So consider writing articles for online publications is sort of a sliding scale of risk and reward with Medium at one end and Huffington Post and Cosmopolitan and those sorts of things on the other end. I think a really, really cool strategy would be to pitch to those major publications and if they deny <laughs> your article, then just pop it on, on Medium. An even easier way to gain visibility than having to write articles and sending them out, because that is obviously going to be time consuming, is to sign up with HARO, H-A-R-O, which stands for Help a Reporter Out. When you sign up, you select what topics you're knowledgeable about, and then they send you inquiries, inquiries <laughs> from reporters writing stories on topics that align with your areas of expertise. And all of you are multi-passionate. You have multiple areas of expertise. This is literally the perfect place for you to go share your knowledge. The reporter gets the benefit of field research and call out quotes for their article, and you get a mention in an article about a particular subject. So this is something that requires minimum effort to get your name in black and white, in print, somewhere potentially important, and it takes maybe 10 minutes a day to read the daily email digest that Harrow's gonna send you, and another five to 10 to pitch anything that's a good fit. You, you will sometimes have two or three in a day, sometimes zero, so it's not like it's an extra hour out of your day every day. The last tip that I have for you today is to get yourself invited onto a podcast. In order to make this an effective tactic for yourself, you need to be prepared with a strong stance or opinion. So let's say you've created a signature framework, a teaching methodology, something that's named after you, or a program that has a really snazzy acronym. So We've probably all heard of SMART goals. SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. If you have something cool and clever like that, and that is what you teach your people, that is a perfect way to position yourself as a value add to a podcast host. Whatever you talk about that nobody else in your industry talks about, once you're clear on that, you have a have an opportunity to pitch. So before you go on a show, I urge you to have a lead magnet though, 
because that's what you will plug at the end of your interview. And that's ultimately what you want when you go on to a podcast is to get more people to come back and become a part of your audience. So a free way to connect with hosts that are looking for guests. And we all are, you guys, it's a lot of work to go out there and find people who are good fits. So this is why this is a really good avenue for you to pursue. If you're looking to grow an audience on the cheap, there's this, um, platform called Podmatch. And you can go there and sign up for a free account, and then you can explain what your framework is, the acronym for your methodology. And you'll notice that they have paid versions of uh, Podmatch, so you can, whatever, buy a subscription, and it allows you various perks, like you can be an affiliate for them. I don't use it enough to need any more than the free version. I don't think you do probably either. So just go take advantage of the free stuff. And what it will do is it will just match you with guests based on some, some sort of algorithm. Um, and then you will be able to see like percentage wise, how close of a match they are for you. And you'll get a message in your inbox. It's, it's super easy. Sometimes I wake up and there's like five messages in there and I can just go through and see who's a good fit and who isn't. So I will drop that link in the show notes for you guys. So you can click on that and go get signed up. Super, super easy peasy. So in summary, eight ways to grow an audience organically without selling your soul to meta are number one, to repurpose your content to other platforms that aren't Instagram. Number two, build an email list, which you can do by three, sending out a newsletter and four, cross-pollinating that content with a blog. If you go the newsletter route, you should also five, publish it to LinkedIn. Alternatively, you can six, write for online publications or seven, simply be quoted in online publications by signing up with Harrow. And last but not least, eight, guest on other people's podcasts. On a final note, a lot of people are afraid to quit Facebook and Instagram. One reason is FOMO, since a lot of virtual events take place there, but I'm also noticing that this is starting to change. And even if it doesn't, or even if it takes a while to get to that point, you can use that time, choose that time to not be distracted by that thing that's going on on that platform and stay focused on your own creativity instead. You will also probably miss the instant validation and the genuine interaction as limited as that might currently be. When that goes away completely, you may notice, you may feel it. <laughs> it's a detox. You guys, social media is an addiction. And if you don't believe me, watch the social dilemma. I'll include a link to that, but it's fucking scary and super telling that the people who created these platforms won't let their children be on these platforms. So detoxing from this addiction is going very likely to have an impact on your mental state. And while it might feel terrible at first, just like detoxing from anything else does, you will definitely be better off in the long run. Obviously, right? So there you have it, my loves. If you ever want to ask me a question and effectively get some laser coaching, send me a message on Instagram at Jenny, the wordsmith, and I will answer on the air and shout out your business in a future episode. I 
know you all have questions about being multi-passionate in business and in life, so please don't be shy. My goal is to help people like you step into the spotlight and make real money from their creativity. I've made a ton of free resources to help you out with this, and one of these is my procrastination personality quiz, which will teach you why you procrastinate and what action steps to take to stop it for good. It takes two minutes, and you can find that at JennyO'Connor.com forward slash procrastination. Did you guys hear that? That's a lead magnet. Until next time, remember that the reason you started your creative business in the first place was never to cater to an algorithm, but to share your talents with the world. Now get on out there and do the thing.